You are not invincible from Brendan and Vendasta. Again, working with over 1,200 value-added resellers to sell tools back to local businesses, small business owners. It shields him a little bit from churn. He's doing about 2.3 million bucks per month right now, all in. One third of that is pure play SaaS revenue. That's up about, oh, call it 30, we'll call it, sorry, 48% year over year. So doing about 1.6, 1.7 million about a year ago. 13 million raised with some extras on top of that from the government. Launched in 2011, 285 people now building out the company. Nine-month payback period healthy economics at 15% gross revenue churn annually, 117% net revenue retention annually. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Brendan King. He captivates sales, marketing, and software professionals with his humor, intensity, and imaginative thinking via his company, Vendasta. He's passionate about uploading the core values of drive, innovation, respect, and agility while leading the company down a path of innovation, specifically in the selling digital solutions to local businesses space. So, Brendan, are you ready to take us to the top? You bet. That's a pretty big mouthful on that uh, bio. Yeah, tell, tell us more. Yeah, tell us more about the company. So, what specifically do you do? So we uh, provide, so as you know, technology has really changed the game for local businesses, small businesses. And what we do is we provide a, the complete tech stack that a small business needs not only to compete, but to, to beat the big guys in the space. But we don't sell it directly. Um, we're a white label company. So, um, you know, if you have a small business, you may have used our software and not even know it. We provide it to all kinds, anyone who sells to small businesses already. This is like, I mean, we had the AppDirect CEO on recently. It sounds like a very similar model. You bet. AppDirect would be probably, they came from a different perspective. So we we came, uh, we grew up in the media space. Um, and in the media space, uh, they didn't, uh, you know, they, they what they needed was new products to sell. So they'd been selling traditional print uh, and traditional uh, analog products, and they needed a whole digital stack to sell. AppDirect came at it from the uh, from the telco and uh, cable space, and those guys needed a billing system. So in some ways, we've actually uh, are coming together. Interesting. Are you in acquisition talks? Uh, we're not. You know, we're not talking to the boys at AppDirect just yet. They're also Canadian. You know. I know. That's why I asked. I see you smiling big. So we'll we'll infer what we can there. But anyways, back to your business. So is it a pure play SaaS business or is it more like a marketplace transaction fees? So you know, it's uh, it's been an evolution. So we started with a point solution products. So listing management like Yext, reputation management, social media management, website products. And as we uh, had and we went to media companies as they resold those products, we realized. They didn't really have a product problem. They had a sales and marketing problem, a fulfillment problem, a delivery problem, a proof performance problem. So we started to build out our platform. So we're almost a sales and marketing automation platform to help them sell those products. And they were selfishly, it was built to sell our own products. But as we did that, we realized that, hey, we could sell any products. So we've now built a marketplace. We've got about uh, 75 other products integrated against it, and we're bringing in some pretty big name brand products into that marketplace. Okay, so so it is a marketplace, not a SaaS company. 
Well, uh, we're no, I would say that we're a sales and marketing SaaS play with a marketplace bolted on. I see. Okay. So let's just talk about the SaaS component here for a second. So sure. if someone wants to start paying you to use the product, what are they paying you on average? What's your average ARPU? So let me answer the question first by telling you what they pay for. Yep. So we have two kinds of revenue. One is what we call our first order revenue. They pay us just to use our product, our subscription product, which is a sales and marketing platform. And then as they, and then they have access to this marketplace, some of the products which are ours, and as they sell those products to small businesses, we also make money. Okay. Um, and they make money too. So we call that second order revenue. So we don't have, so we're a little bit, you know, isolated from a traditional SaaS model. So one of the reasons we chose to go through the reseller channel and we go only through the reseller channel is because SMB churn is so bloody high, which I'm sure you know from anybody, your tech companies that sell direct to small businesses. So in a way, we're isolated from that. So our bigger partners, we have most, you know, we have nine of the top 10 newspapers, for instance. Um, and that's where we started in that space. Of course, you don't want to stay in that space only. But as those guys sell, um, you know, they may go up, 500 units to different to to uh, to small businesses and they and they may go down 480 but to our from our vantage point it's only they only went up 20 so you know they just continually grow so we have net negative churn how but negative within their, within their SMB base they have a lot of churn Brennan how negative are you so we're um you know right now about 17% net negative churn okay. or said differently you have about 117%, 117% yeah. net retention yeah net re that, that's great and and um and just out of curiosity, because obviously that buries the gross number. What's your gross revenue turn annually? Yeah. So that again, now this is where I say, you know, if I give you a strict SAS number, you're going to be, it's going to be hard because what we've done is we've, we've said that gross churn from that big partner that goes up 500 and, 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 uh, up 500 and say down 510. Uh -huh. We, we call that net, we call that gross churn of 10 because we are, we're insulated from that churn. So that number is much higher if you actually consider the churn within the partner. But from our perspective, it's just more revenue. No, no, and no. I'm talking just from the partner, a partner that I'm making this yeah. up that pays you a grand per month yeah, last year. And now it's 900. Yeah. It's about 15%. Uh, okay. Uh, that's not, is, that's not horrible. So 15% gross, it means you've got over 30% expansion. The two added together, give you the 117% net. Right. Yeah. That's not bad. Remember, it's a little bit different. It's not like they're just buying an expansion um, uh, subscription. They're actually selling and making money. So we call that getting over the value of death. So say they pay us a thousand bucks for a subscription. Until they start making more than a thousand dollars by selling those products to small businesses, you know, they're at risk of churning with us. Yeah, that's your first, second thing, right? Right, yeah. exactly. And so is that the average? Is, about, is it about a thousand bucks? Well, we have, um, so... I can't really use an average because we actually have a free light product. Okay. So we have, a, uh, and so if I take of, of the paying subscribers and I take a just mean, do paying, it's, just do paying. It's over, yeah, it's over. It's about a thousand bucks a month. Okay, good. And we have we have lots of different add-ons and things, but the sub actual subscription is about a thousand bucks a month. Yep. And the reason, so the people that are on the freemium side of things, they're just paying you straight off a higher percentage of what they actually sell through. Yep. The closest analog to this, um, at least on the subscription and add-on side, is like a HubSpot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. HubSpot's definitely, we had Brian on recently. I mean, definitely relied on their value added reseller program, but they were definitely, I mean, they were pure play SaaS at the beginning. They own the relationship with the end consumer. Right. Yeah. And we, you're right. And, we, and that is one thing we don't do right now. Yeah. Um, 
And it's interesting because a company like you, I mean, people could argue the distribution channel is sometimes more valuable than the product because no matter what time it is, 2020 or 2100, you can still pump a product through a channel, but the, you know, the products might change, right? They might die off. That's they exactly, might grow. That's exactly right. And I, I think that probably the value in our company is in fact that distribution channel. I mean, certainly there's a lot of second order revenue, but, but the distribution channel is the most important. One thing we've come to know is that all products, you know, that are pretty good, is the small business is going to rely on the expertise of someone they trust. And they're going to, you know, and, and, and in any given case, you could argue one product's better than another. It doesn't really matter. It's going to be what that guy says it is, what yep. that reseller tells a small business it is. If your reseller is selling a product to a small business through you guys and they sell it to a small business for a hundred bucks, how much of that is coming back to you and how much they get to keep? Sure. Our, uh, the average markup is 5x on average. Now that varies dramatically with the model. So well, just, just to be clear, Brendan, just to be clear, sorry. So, so you're, they're going to pay you 20 bucks and they're going to keep 80. That's right. Okay. Got it. Now that changes across the spectrum from a DIY product where the small business is doing it themselves all the way through to a full service product. So we might have a product like reputation management, which I think our retail uh, for anybody out of the box is 15 bucks a month to use. So somebody might sell it for as low as 50 bucks. Uh, other folks might sell it for you know, uh, $700 if they're adding services and responding to the reviews on their behalf and, you know, doing review generation on their behalf. Yeah. For example. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is an interesting temptation though to resist because you could essentially look at that and go, wow, if I could just go to the consumers directly, I increase my margins 20%. Right. But then you'd kill your whole network. Right. And so we've, you know, and we're a pure white label too. So there's not really, there's no leakage. Some of our marketplace products you know, don't white label. So you have to, our, our resellers have to make a decision. Do I want to sell, you know, survey monkey, um, you know, cause it, it's not going to white label. It's not going to happen. So, but, but, but most of our products are actually white labeled so that they would be sold as for instance, McClatchy's a partner, the Kansas city star. Yeah. They're going to be selling the products as the Kansas city star. And, and how many resellers are you working with today? Again, ignore the free ones, just the paying ones. Paying, so I think, um, yeah, so we, uh, just about 1,200 right now paying. Okay, that's pretty healthy. I mean, yeah, and HubSpot's, you know, obviously very successful company, and they're at, you know, 6,000. So, I mean, that's a healthy amount of value-added resellers there. Yeah, and, and it's bigger companies. So, I would say, like, we have about 13,000 salespeople in those companies that are using the product to sell to their SMBs. And we're selling to just over 100,000 SMBs on a monthly basis every month. That's great. Can I take that 1,200 customer number you just gave me and multiply times $1,000 ARPU? I mean, that's 1.2 million a month right there. I mean, you could, but it's, um, it's you know, we have the 80-22 rule also. So we're getting a lot a lot of those customers. So we, we break them into three cohorts, right? So we have, uh, you know, the what we call enterprise customers that have, you know, more than 35 employees. And then we have our agency customers that are two to 35. And then we've got our cohort of uh, entrepreneurs, which are like two guys in a dream. Yep. And so, uh, you know, we, uh, there's, there's varying. So I don't like averages at all. Yep. The averages are very misleading, especially in size. They are challenging. And, and look, that's the challenging part of this show with it being so short is I, we talk about averages a lot, but you could go down and the sophisticated CEOs could break down every cohort. They've got 30 cohorts right. they're working, right? So it's actually very difficult. Um, but okay, good. That's helpful to understand. I mean, generally speaking though, can you give me a general sense of the size you guys are at? Are, are you past a million bucks a month? Do you think You'll pass that this year. Where are you at? No, I think we, we, I told you before. So this year we're, we're just, we're about, we just did 2.3 and change last month. Okay, great. Oh, I mean, that's very healthy then. Good. Yeah. So 2.3. And again, that's a mixture of kind of the pure place SaaS plus the marketplace stuff. That's right. 
but it's pretty is the marketplace stuff if i put that and and you showed us historical financials for that would it look very consistent it stacks pretty consistently and predictably you know um so our subscription revenue is growing a little bit faster than some of our other cohorts our product revenue is growing too so you know um uh, subscriptions about a third of that and then the rest of it comes from product got it okay good so just be clear of the 2.3 million you do monthly today one third of that is pure place ass Right. That's great. But, but I mean, it's, it's interesting, you know, Clayton came on with Infusionsoft and said, Nathan, back in 2011, we had eight, nine, 10% monthly churn. And he said, the way we solved that is we added a $2,000 setup fee, which is professional services and churn went way, way, way down. So what you've basically done is you, you have professional services, you got, you got the marketplace on top of, it, you got the value added resellers and that makes the things really sticky. You know, we tried somewhat the same thing, but we got some unintended consequences. So as we you know, as we, you know, when we first started, there was, uh, you know, we went and sold to the big guys directly. But as we built on our segmented sales force, so we have our SDRs and our BDRs and our success folks, we got a lot of folks that, uh, a lot of smaller agencies that weren't tall enough to ride the ride. So we put that fence up in front and we said, hey, 1500 bucks, you got to pay just to start up. And if you want the smaller subscriptions, you got to pay yearly. Uh-huh. It's kind of just the opposite of what HubSpot did, actually. But what that caused was it's like a fence. And it's like, you know, the deer on the other side, we didn't want to, you know, they, they would jump over that fence directly into oncoming traffic and get crushed. And so our churn actually started to go up because our salespeople are pretty good. And so we would, you know, extract some dollars out of these guys and when they couldn't make, they couldn't make it work. So what we've actually done in the last six to seven months to, to mitigate that is we, um, is we started to do what we call value-based pricing. We're at the low end. We actually don't charge as much but there's not that expectation. So they work up into our product and then we add, you know, value-based uh, pricing indicators. So the heavy users will pay more for, for the value they're getting. And they're happy because they're, they're getting the value. Got it. So at the low end, we've made it easier. And of course that comes with automation because you can't have the same level of, of onboarding services and success services for someone that you're not charging. So what we've said was, look, if you want to use our product, you go ahead and use the product and pay as you go. And once you get to certain levels and you want that kind of support, you can upgrade. So that's that's what we've done to mitigate the churn at the low end. That's great. Good. Well, hey, listen, we're running out of time. So some rapid fire questions here. Just fill in the blanks. When did you launch the company? 2008. But uh, our first revenue as a product company was March of 2011. So in some ways, that's how old we are. 2011. And how many folks on the team today? 285. 285. Bootstrapped or have you raised? We raised. How much? Well, um, you know, we, we did get some government. If you want to look at it, I'd say $13 million. I was going to say, let me ask it differently. Uh, how much equity capital have you raised? Sure. So it's about $13 million. It is thir- okay, got it. And then you got, it sounds like maybe venture debt or some government stuff yeah, on top well, of that. Yeah, well, we had some, you know, some government non-interest bearing repayables. It's nothing, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. Okay, good. Uh, payback period. When you acquire a customer, how quick do you get paid back? Again, it varies widely by the cohorts, but uh, we want it to be about nine months. Nine months. Okay, that's good. And again, if they're paying between 600 and a grand per month, you know, you can kind of back into a CAC of 600 to 900. Is that generally right? Uh, well, it's much higher for the enterprise customers and much lower for the, for the, uh, for the yep. low end customers. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. So I, I just hate but, those but the, the, the rate, but payback period is not a ratio. Sorry. is not a percentage. It's a ratio. So many people actually have the same payback period, no matter what the cohort is, because the ARPUs and the, and the CACs are relative. We find the, uh, the acquisition costs we pay much different. So we, like if we're going out to conferences and targeting certain things or, you know, we, we, we allocate that CAC accordingly. So our CAC does change across our cohorts. Well, of we course, but but just to be clear, Brennan, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but those are going after enterprise customers that should pay more if you close them at a conference versus a low touch person with a low ARPU that you don't have to pay as CAC on. 
Right. It all, yeah, and you're right. And it works out to about the same. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, that's why I always have to pay. Sometimes the smaller ones cost more. Interesting. Good. Okay. Um, and then growth rate. You're at 2.3 million about today. Take me back a year. What were you doing then? So we wanted, if you recall, last time we talked, we were going to try to end the year at 48% last year. We actually ended about 45.2. Um, and we hope to get to 50% growth this year. That's great. So you call it, you were about 1.5 million per month about a year ago, something like that? Uh, a little higher. Like we ended the, yeah. So we, uh, uh, yeah. Something around there. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, very good. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. First one, favorite book, business book. Oh man, it changes all the time. So right now I'm reading, I just read uh, Powerful by Patty McCord from Netflix. I really liked it actually. Um, but you know, I still favor the old guys like uh, Patrick Lancioni, Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Just got the workbook. Go through that again. I, I Jim Collins. So yeah. you probably hear all the time. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Again, Jeff Bezos, but that's probably an answer you get. But look, I like to pick people that are doing really well. I'd like to, you know, look at some Canadian uh, CEOs. But Name one. Well, Tobias Lukey. But if you don't write about anything you do, it's pretty hard to follow you, <laughs> Tobias. <laughs> All right. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business besides your own? Um, you know, I'm into, uh, I'm a geek. So my degree's in physics. I'm into Google Data Studio right now. It's a lot of fun. Okay, that's good. And how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um. More than I used to. I'm up to six and a half is That's what I good. get. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kiddos? I am married. My, uh, I've got a, my, I have two grandkids. My oldest is 26. My youngest is 11. That's I great. Two kiddos, two grandkids. And how old are you? I'm 52. 52. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, you know, I would have just, I, th- I would tell every 20-year-old self too, because um, you think you're invincible and you don't, and you know everything. I would say to stop and ask other people their questions, you know, and experience to learn first before doing. Guys, there you have it. You are not invincible from Brendan and Vendasta. Again, working with over 1,200 value-added resellers to sell tools back to local businesses, small business owners. It shields him a little bit from churn. He's doing about 2.3 million bucks per month right now, all in. One third of that is pure play SaaS revenue. That's up about, oh, call it 30, we'll call it, sorry, 48% year over year. So doing about 1.6, 1.7 million about a year ago. 13 million raised with some extras on top of that from the government. Launched in 2011, 285 people now building out the company. Nine-month payback period, healthy economics at 15% gross revenue, turn annually 117% net revenue retention annually. Brendan, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you.